Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winterhouse season finale, baby. Winterhouse has been way better this season than last season. I was kind of kicking and screaming about it. I'm not going to lie. I think I was more annoyed because I was confused by all the timelines. But now that I figured out exactly when this took place and how it's played out with like Southern Charm, Southern, uh, Southern House, Summer House, etc., they can do it again. They can do it again. Uh, I just feel like they're exhausted, though. How can their livers handle all this drinking? Kyle. Kyle's no young spring chicken. I don't know if Kyle can handle this. And what if what if one of them gets pregnant? They're all going to start having... Someone's going to have a kid soon. Sierra cannot lead this show or any of the shows, so... Anyway, before I get into the recap, welcome to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily. And if you're not subscribed, think about subscribing, maybe. I put out at least three episodes a week. I talk Bravo. I talk true crime. I sometimes talk scripted. And if you're already subscribed, love you, mean it. And guys, head over to that Patreon, because if you don't already know, I'm covering the Bravo classics, the Bravo jams. Pia and I are covering Vanderpump Rules Season 3, and I'm also going to be releasing episodes a little early over on the Patreon, so... A lot of value. And to my YouTube queens, I will be disabling the membership pretty soon so that everything is just over on the Patreon because I can give you a ton more value over on that platform. Okay, that's enough business. Let's get into the recap. My name is Emily, and I have been watching Bravo TV as a form of self-care for over a decade. Needless to say, I'm a complete mess. Subscribe and follow along for painfully insightful recaps about Bravo, true crime, and other great TV. Hit that bell. If you are watching, by the way, and not listening, I found that this the hat is my sister's she's a huge dodger fan uh and the glasses i found in the garage i literally was that's where our washer dryer is and i looked down i'm like oh my god reflective sunglasses would go perfect for like a ski vibe and the jacket's mine 
I figured, you know what? In honor of the finale, let's do it up. You know how much I love a little costume for the show. Anywho, the gals and Craig come back from wine tasting and they're prepping for the fancy formal Charleston dinner party. We've got steak, we've got salmon, we've got lamb chops. It looked delicious. Something I'm struggling with with Paige and Craig is the constant baby voice. I mean, I do I do know that I have I have done a baby voice with a boyfriend or two, I think. But it's constant and it's a little tough. It's a little tough to sit with it cuz it's constant. Um it's in the morning. And at one point, uh, Craig is like washing his hand or he's doing something at the sink and he asks Craig or asks Paige to like pull up or pull up his sleeve and it's all in a baby voice. And then she does it and it's in a baby voice. And it's like, okay, it's I'm trying to think it's cute, but it's it's okay. All right, guys, let's let's stop it. The girls are setting up the table and it's it's looking so lovely and they're like oh my god I don't want the boys to get home it's gonna be like and literally the boys get home and it's like they are so they're such a tall big rowdy bunch of boys it's funny that all this time we've thought Kyle I mean at least to me because Kyle's up against such tall men it's looked like Kyle is five foot three Kyle's like five nine so he's not short, like for, you know, as short as he seems. He's just up against like 6'2", six 6'3", six men. Uh, Rachel and Sierra talk in Sierra's room and Jess is like in the shower. So they're kind of like whispering about how Rachel does need to have a conversation with Jess about what she said. And in Rachel's confessional... She tells us about how she grew up in an all-white area, and she was adopted by white parents. And so she has a ton of complexes about how she looks and how she's different. And so Jess's comment, absolutely, she should have known better. And even before hearing what Jess's perspective was, I knew what Jess meant. I'm not saying it was a good thing to say, but Jess is dumb literally the word dumb not like meaning it as an insult but she's just so simple-minded that I'm like she thought that was a compliment she knows she's good for one thing kind of putting that in quotes kind of that girl but she wishes she was good for more and she wishes she could be a Rachel so she was complimenting Rachel not realizing that that's actually not a great thing to tell someone who is a Rachel. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I Like if someone said that to me as a compliment, I'd be like, thanks, bitch. Because I would love to be a Jess. Do you know what I mean? Like if someone came up to me and was like, see, you're funny. And like, guys probably want to like get to know you. And like, but with me, they just see like a hot piece of ass. I'd be like, Wow fuck you, because I've always had a complex about how I look. I mean, not in high school. Actually, no, even in high school, even when I was in amazing shape and had no idea how hot I was. Damn it. Damn it, mom. 
Um, anywho. Oh my God. Jess comes out of the shower and Rachel hides under the covers. He's like, I don't want to see her right now. Jess is just like, who is that? Oh my God. It's, she was so scary. Shut up, Jess. So the fancy dinner. <sighs> okay. I really want to like Sierra, but she's just kind of bad at everything. She's like, what do we do? What do we talk? What do we not talk about at dinner? And then, of course, everyone's funny. They're like, abortions, boners. And she's like, no, there will be no discussion of sex, politics, or religion. No four letter words. <laughs> Austin goes, Kyle. <laughs> the punishment is shots. What? Was this funny? And that's not a punishment. Everyone loves to do shots. Okay. Thank you for this. Was this a moment? Do you think you just had a moment here? Was this your camera moment that you thought you fucking created? Because it was nothing. Corey asks Craig uh, if he enjoyed his time with the girls at wine tasting. And Craig's like, um, I loved it. Craig goes, I wanted to go with you guys, but, you know, I felt like I need something more my speed. And this was my speed. And I agreed. Craig isn't. Craig is like, I want to go to a wine bar. It's clear that the guy group got wasted at the bar at Bray Ski Biking because they are loud. And Amanda points out that the guy's voices are dominating the table. And I wonder if this was a way for them to, she was trying to like quiet them down so that Rachel could talk because then Rachel speaks up and her voice is trembling as she starts talking. She goes, you guys know that I don't normally talk a lot. So when I do say something, it means a lot. Then they cut to a shot of Paige and Craig being super uncomfortable. So Rachel continues. She goes, Jessica, you said something to me that made me feel really shitty. You said something to me like, the guys aren't coming for me because I don't have tits or an ass. And the guys only talk to me because of my personality. And they don't really care about my looks. Then they show a shot of Austin and Corey being super uncomfortable. Then Paige. Now, I am team Rachel all day, every day, just so we're clear, okay? But this did not need to be a group conversation. But props to her for making it one. I have a feeling maybe her producer, one of the producers encouraged her to do it at the dinner so that it was a big scene. But anyone would feel uncomfortable receiving this information in front of a group of people, especially a group of people that you've been uncomfortable with. I have a feeling maybe Rachel did it with the group because she felt powerful with the group. Maybe. But the other people present, especially when she's saying, you know, like you said, the guys and the guys are there. Anyway, we will continue because she says, I've dealt with that my entire life being Asian and you have all the things that guys want. Jess doesn't take it bad, though. She says that is not how she thought it went. And Rachel tells Jess it's a reality check. 
And Jessica, Jess and her confessional is like, that's not what I meant. I meant that, you know, she's, I wish I had, I wish guys liked me for my personality. They don't. They like me because I'm hot and they just want to fuck me. So Jess says at the table, I've had a lot of reality checks being here and I'm taking that in and I'm sorry. I am genuinely taking that in and I am working on myself. So here's where I get confused. Rachel says, but then why would you, I'm sorry, I don't mean, I don't mean to bring something else up. And then Amanda goes, I'll bring it up. Do you want to share what you shared with Kyle? This is wild that it's taking place in a huge, in a huge group of people, but like, what did this have to do with what Rachel is saying? And I'm, I'm trying to work this out like in real time right now with you guys. Is it that Jess is so sensitive to what people say to her. So that's kind of what Rachel's saying. Like, you're so sensitive to what people say to you. So therefore, you should be sensitive to what you say to other people, namely me. But anyway, so Amanda goes, do you want to share what you shared with Kyle? Jess goes, no, I do not. And then Craig goes, how is Kyle involved in this? Paige can't wait for this topic. She can't wait to crucify Jess. She loves this shit. She goes, Jessica's mad at me and Jason because she thinks that we don't believe in her and Corey. And then they fucking flash back to the conversation that we just saw last episode with Jason and Jess talking about Corey. And I'm like, we know. We saw it. We were there. We watched it. Kyle goes, the word was diminish her and Corey. And then Paige flips into full bitch mode. She goes, I was nothing but nice. I genuinely feel like you just don't like me. Jason goes, I brought you here. Why wouldn't you just say something to me? Makes no sense. I don't know why it has to be a conversation with Kyle. Not like Kyle isn't a good person to go to. Amanda goes, yeah, Kyle's great. Jason's like, I mean, I love Kyle. (laughs) Kyle's like, yeah. (laughs) But then Paige comes in at an eight. She's like, let's get one thing straight. I don't care if you get married. I don't care if you break up. I don't care if you don't. But you can't continue to go around the house and say things about me that just aren't true. And this is my boyfriend's best friend. So whoever he ends up with, I will automatically like that girl because I know that I will have to hang out with her all the time. (laughs) Austin goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say best friend? (laughs) so Jess kind of goes like everyone is like coming at me like the Rachel thing is different and I would like to talk personally with her as well Rachel makes a stellar point she goes I want you to be more self-aware because you expect everyone else to be to you (gasps) yes bitch Fuck yes. Yes, she does. She expects everyone to be like that to her. Everyone is like having to apologize all the fucking time. (sighs) But then Jess goes, it's hard when everyone is like, like, there's an audience. Fair. Very fair. Paige goes, like, I like you. Other than like licking your ass, I don't know what I have to do to prove that I like you. Kyle goes over to Rachel and lets her know that he cares about her. See? See? 
Rachel is like they're they're having this like moment. She's like, I feel like shit and didn't mean for it to be like this, but it's becoming about her. But this is about me right now. I don't know why she brought up the Corey Page, Jason, like, why did you guys not support my relationship thing, though? I am curious. I would like to know what her point was going to be. I'm assuming it was just to say, like, you got upset about that because you want people to be careful how they talk to you, yet you don't give a shit how you talk to me. I'm assuming that's what that was about. Of course, it was going to turn into something bigger because Paige has been chomping at the bit to talk to her about it. All right, we are on the home stretch of gift buying weeks, and I have definitely not finished my shopping. But you know what? Nothing is universally more crowd pleasing than skincare and body care. So, guess who I'm turning to? Osea. They have been making clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare products for over 25 years, and they're based right here in California, where I'm from. They use seaweed as their hero ingredient, and seaweed is a nutrient-rich superfood with endless benefits, including anti-aging, hello, and moisturization. Osea products are clinically proven to work and they're climate neutral certified. So they make amazing gifts for everyone on your list. I personally am obsessed with the Undaria body oil. You guys have no idea. This thing is the best. It doesn't get oily. You know, body oils can get oily and like ruin any clothing that comes into contact with it. Mm -mm, This thing's moisturizing and delicious. I'm definitely going to be giving that to my aunt for sure, because she's always complaining about her ashy elbows. Ooh, I shouldn't say that. She's going to get mad. Never mind. Love you, auntie. You know what? Now that I actually think about it, she would like the bestseller minis collection as a gift. Ooh, you guys, the bestseller minis collection is the perfect gift and it's only available for a limited time. It is a six piece set of luxurious skincare and body care favorites in convenient and adorable travel size for a complete glow up from the floor Okay. There's the three best-selling face products. There's the Ocean Cleanser, Hyaluronic Sea Serum, and Seabiotic Water Cream. And then the three best-selling body moisturizers, including that Andaria body oil I just talked about. It's packaged in this beautiful chic box that's, you can totally gift wrap it, but like, why would you want to? But they would, they would gift wrap it if you wanted it to be. I just know that my aunt, all of the stuff in Osea's line is clean. It's seaweed-based skincare. She's all about checking labels. I am too because my skin gets irritated really easily. So the cleaner, the better. And Osea is all about that. For a gift that will impress, check out Osea's bestseller minis collection. Right now, our listeners get 10% off your first order with promo code SHESPEAKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll even get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at Osea. O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, 
Promo code she speaks. Uh, Paige says to Jess, that's what I said. You can get any guy you want. If he doesn't want to fuck with you outside of the house, fuck him. Austin. Guys, you are gassing her up while she's sitting over here trying to tell you how she feels about what was said about her. And Paige. Paige is like, I am trying not to come off like the mean girl because that is not the narrative I can have on this show. Do you understand me? That is not the narrative, okay? Because Summer House was currently airing and Lindsay was supposed to get the bad edit, but she's not, okay? And we tried to give Lindsay the bad edit here on Winter House, but she didn't take the bait, okay? And so don't you dare, Austin. So she's like, you're really the one to tell me how to treat girls? And like, this goes back and forth a little bit, but then she goes, Craig, I don't know what she meant by this. She goes, Craig, you look out for your best friend. I do the same thing. I don't know what Sierra had to do with it. It might be editing. They might have cut some stuff out. And Craig goes, this isn't about them right now. Paige goes, he's like coming at me. Craig goes, he's not coming at you. He wasn't. He was just saying, can we focus on, like, literally just focus on, but she's, like, so sensitive and drunk. And Austin's like, uh, unbelievable. Paige goes, yeah, it is unbelievable. He comes to girls being like, we're not paying attention to her. Well, you weren't. And Austin, like, all matter of fact and confused, he's like, she's crying. <laughs> Paige goes, yes, well, we were finishing a totally separate conversation. Actually, no, you interrupted what her point was completely. Her point was that she finally brought up something that was important to her and she was crying and then you completely derailed it because you, I don't know, felt like you needed to resolve that even though that could be totally resolved another time. So Amanda pulls Rachel out of the room and, <laughs> and Austin's like, once again, it's all about her. So Amanda, Kyle, and Rachel are in the kitchen. Rachel is crying like a little baby angel. And I love her. But meanwhile, Craig goes, maybe the guys should let the girls talk. And Austin stands up and goes, if a man speaks, fucking bury them in this group. Facts. <laughs> Walks out. <laughs> Sierra goes to be insecure and white and tall. Fair. <laughs> but I don't really know if he was being insecure. He was truly trying to say, deal with that later. Let's focus on what the point was. Rachel brought up her issue. And now we've derailed it. Jess walks into the kitchen to try to apologize to Rachel. But Rachel is like, not tonight. Jess is confessional. She goes, I should have assumed this would happen since I went with the guys today and they went wine tasting, which is a great time for them to all gossip about me. Look, she's not wrong, but just, but like, ugh, whatever. The guys are now outside being like the biggest dudes they can be, right? And Corey is talking about how there's like just no way they're going to like be dating him and Jess after they leave. Paige, Sierra, and Jess sit at the table, and Paige cannot, she cannot, I cannot believe Austin had the nerve to comment on how anyone treats a woman when he's the biggest asshole. 
Uh, Sierra says that's why he was at the head of the table and that's why he needs to date a simple bitch so that he can feel like a man. Girl, why are you why are you mad at Olivia? Like, if anything, like she could kind of be mad at you, too, because you slept with them. Like you're both equal on it's Austin that you remain. You should remain mad at like she's not how. Why is she simple? How you could be simple too? Why is she? You know what I mean? Like we don't need to do that. That's not very girls, girl of you. Shout out to my friend Cell from Who Asked Me podcast. Check out her podcast. She's really funny. I think she's the one who said that too. Like that's not very girls, girl of you. Lindsay would never say that about another girl. That's for sure. Lindsay does not play that shit ever. Jess. As the boys are all, ta- he's literally like, guys, no, seriously, like, we're not leaving here dating. That's crazy. Ew. And Jess has no shame. She's like, Corey, can you come in here? And literally calls him. They go all the way into her room. And she's like, oh, my God. Rachel goes and gets changed. But before that, Jason has to give her an awkward kiss. I just don't like when they kiss. I don't know what it is. I just don't get any chemistry off these two. Rachel goes into Paige's room, Amanda's in there, and immediately apologizes to Paige for starting all of that. And I hate that because Paige Paige becomes the person I would be apologizing to her. I don't have that kind of like alpha energy. Paige intimidates the fuck out of me. I, I mean, not in real life because I've never met her in real life, but I'm sure I would be intimidated by Paige because she's... She's got, she's that girl. You know who wouldn't be intimidated by Paige? Pia. That's why I would have to have a Pia. I'd be like, Pia, go tell her. <laughs> Sick Pia on her in a heartbeat. Okay, my notes auto-corrected, and it says, Jeans asks Corey if he wants... Oh, Jess. <laughs> Jess asks Corey... If he wants to watch some porn and turns the lights off, clearly trying to rope him in as much as possible. But Craig FaceTimes Corey and they're all like, hey, come outside, whatever. And he's like, all right, man, I'm coming out with the boys. And Jess is like, no, you're not. I'm literally having such a hard time. Why can't you just tell them you're staying in with me? And Corey's like, it'll be 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Girl, you are really like, oh, my God. You're difficult. They had a clock up to show what the time lapse was, but I I didn't even pay attention. I was like, look down. I wasn't, I don't know if it was 10 minutes. I don't even care. So the next morning, Craig makes French toast for their, his and Paige's six month anniversary. Jason checks in on Rachel. She's a little drained, but he's like, I wanted to take you out, but it's snowing like crazy. So I'm just going to plan a little surprise here. Craig gives us a confessional because he just knows how to work the audience. He's like, I've always dreamed of being the guy in a Hallmark Christmas movie. And Paige is that girl in a Hallmark Christmas movie. So he brings Paige breakfast and flowers in bed. She really has no reaction. She's like, oh, thanks. He, he, like the flowers are next to the bed. She's like, okay. Nothing. Does nothing. <laughs> and he talks about how he wants her to stay with him in Charleston for like a period of time, like a month. And she's like, yeah, 
I would do that for like May or June. So there we go. Sierra and Amanda go in and they check on Rachel. She has packed. She's packed like everything. And I respect it. Like I fully get that. She's like, I'm ready to go home. But Rachel is just one of those compassionate souls. So she's like, I feel bad actually that Jess feels bad because it wasn't my intention to make her feel bad and have it be this like pylon. But then Austin and Craig talk in his room. Okay, look. So Austin's like, I really don't want to talk to Sierra. And so Craig's confessional. He's like, Austin's reaction to Sierra, it can easily look like he still has feelings for Sierra. What? I just don't think that they have made each other their exes yet. Sierra and Austin are undefined. What? Okay. He's, this is Craig's fault. Craig's, okay. Listen, Austin was mad that he got shit and is going to have a whole scene or a whole episode where he's the bad guy. He knows how this is going to play out on camera. So he's like, I'm going to have a whole fucking another show where I am the bad guy and I've hurt Sierra yet she's not pining over me and crying over me like I don't get it like she's fucking other people like we're we're not a thing that's what he was mad about but now Craig is the one that's been pushing this which is fucked up because it's his friend Craig knows that Austin and Sierra had like a two-week fling at the last winter house that was it they weren't this like long-standing couple. So Sierra got more feelings, obviously, but Craig kept pushing it on camera to make it seem like Austin and Sierra had a relationship. And then Craig, when Summerhouse happened, made it really seem like Austin and Sierra were the couple and Lindsay was like the homewrecker. And Paige obviously was Team Sierra and Craig was helping because he loves Paige and wanted, you know, that's like he's ride or die. And now, now that Winterhouse is happening, like I get it. I get Sierra is still pining for Austin, but in this this crazy microcosm reality they live in where they have to exist with people they've hooked up with and film with people they've hooked up with, to be honest, like look at what Lindsay goes through. Lindsay's Lindsay was dating Carl, kept filming with Carl. You know? Like this is what this is what they do. Danielle too. So Sierra is expecting a whole lot of like special treatment from Austin and like delicate gloves and shit like that. He made her look foolish in Summerhouse for sure, but he also made Lindsay look fucking foolish and she's over it in a in Summerhouse, I mean. Then he made her look foolish. She's going to watch what happens live, which was like, dude. But Lindsay's clearly going to be able to get over it. It's there's a lot of like you got to be able to kind of keep it moving. Austin was mad because of her making him feel like the bad guy for even suggesting that his girlfriend come. And then he finds out that she was fucking some. She had sex with someone right before they got there. Like, it's not like she's hurting over him. I think I'm not really explaining this well. But Craig is in his confessional being like making it seem like they they still need to have closure and he still has feelings for Sierra. That's going to get him in trouble with his girlfriend. Anywho. 
Jess actually gets a nice warm welcome from Sierra and from Amanda. And they're all like hanging out in the kitchen. Not Jess, but Corey's like, I know last night didn't go that great, but you know, it is Jess's birthday. Are we still doing that? And Amanda says something interesting. She's like, look, I know we get in these like alcohol infused fights, but then we move past it. And of course, we're going to have a party for her. And I was like, wow, that's spoken like a true pro. She's been doing Summer House for so long. She knows how this works. They do get in so many fights and then throw a fucking theme party the next day. She's like, yeah, yeah, this is what we do. This is the job. Luke, poor Luke. Luke is dragging this wood down a mountain and his confessional, he's like, man, you know, I just love these things. I love like tapping the trees and making maple syrup. And I know my friends don't give a shit, but I love it. I'm really sad we're going back to the city. I can't wait to hang out with my friends just a little bit more. Luke is like in heaven and Luke has been treated like shit this whole trip by the majority of them. Like, Luke, you're coming out looking like a star, okay? Like a superstar friend. They really tried to take your ass down, but they couldn't. They couldn't. Jason set up a pretty living room date for him and Rachel where they paint. I fast forwarded. I don't care. Rachel and Jason then go out and they meet everyone outside by the snow and the fireplace. And there is a very easy makeup between Jess and Rachel where they're like, we love each other. I know you love me. I didn't mean it like that. It's over. Okay. Thank you. The theme for the night for the party, because Jess is turning 25, is stages of life. Interesting um, moment, very small moment. Jess is FaceTiming her sister. Corey opens the door to her room, sees she's FaceTiming, immediately closes the door and runs away. And she goes, why do you always run away when I'm FaceTiming? It's like, really? He's like, please don't introduce me to any member of your family. No, no, no. So here's what everyone's dressing up as, as their stages of life. Amanda, Kyle, and Luke are old. Craig and Paige are new parents, and they look adorable. Jason is a toddler. Ew. I was just grossed out by him. Why is, what's the sugar baby? Sierra's a sugar baby? That's not a stage of life. She just wanted an excuse to be slutty. Corey and Jess are teenagers, and Austin is Joe Exotic. No one knows. So they sit down for dinner, and they go around and talk about their favorite moments. And Paige is like, I loved spending two weeks with Craig. And Amanda's like, I love spending time with my man. And Jess goes, I loved meeting Corey and having a connection. And Corey says, I think the second day when we were all ripping it down the hill, it was a good time. <laughs> we were all like bonding, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. We, like everyone, could, you just know you're in trouble. So dinner's over. And at one point Austin goes, hey, uh, uh, Paige, where should I talk to Sierra? And she goes, a neutral place, my bedroom. 
So Austin pulls, they're all hanging out, like a bunch of the girls are hanging out in Jess's room. And Austin's like, hey, uh, Sierra, let's go talk. And they talk in Paige's room. And he's like, the other night, uh, I guess you could feel like that I was like coming at you. Dude, <laughs> like as much as I'm, I get where you were coming from, you were literally coming at her. She didn't feel like you were coming at her. You were literally coming at her. Like, I think what you could have started this was I, I approached that wrong. How about that one? You know what I mean? So Austin wants to know, like, what do you need from me so we can have a friendship or relationship? And Sierra's like, I will not tolerate you talking to me like that in that type of tone. And I'm at the point where I'm just really done. And honestly, thank God. Thank God. Be done. You guys don't have anything in common. You're not friends. Just be done. Keep it moving. Like, stop. Stop trying. Just be done. So then Jess sits Corey down. She's like, um, you didn't mention me in your favorite part, favorite moment of this trip. And he's like, okay, you know, my problem is I don't express myself well. She's straight up. She's like, I want to leave here exclusive. He's like, well, I'm worried about the distance. She's like, why is it so hard for you to say we're going to leave here exclusive? He's like, um, I just want to see like where it goes. And then he's like, you're giving me a look like you want to kill me. And then she sips her drink and goes, I'm done. He goes, you're done? She's like, yeah. I'm just like relieved that they just established that. Like, bye. So they all like start changing and go to bed. And Jess is like in her room. She like throws something down, like pouting in her bed all alone. Ugh. I mean, I get, she is really not used to not getting what she wants, I guess. So it's the next day. They're all packing up. Luke's the first to go. And he says bye to Jess. He goes, it was really nice meeting you. What a gentleman. Dude, this guy's been through it. He, he stayed under the radar for the most part for the rest of the trip. Rachel and Jason leave together. Corey checks in with Jess and it's this whole like, uh, you know, her confessional, like, I don't know what's happening with us. And then Corey calls while she's in her confessional. So I don't give a shit where they stand. I honestly don't care. He's in this season of Summer House, though. I don't want to deal with that. I really don't. I really don't. And then Austin says bye to Sierra. <laughs> it's awkward as hell because she is power tripping. I feel like Austin is just saying bye to Sierra, though, to like make sure he doesn't look like the bad guy. You know what I mean? I feel like he's like, we're cool. No. OK. And then Craig, Paige and Sierra leave together and Kyle gives some kind of exit like we still get it. And that's it. And a winter house. And now we've got summer house to look forward to. And 
there was going to be a winter house. I guess the winter house reunion. I was listening to Bravo and Cocktails latest podcast. There was going to be a winter house reunion, but they it was gonna it was gonna be like a watch what happens live type of deal, like a virtual thing. But I did get pretty good source information that like it was gonna happen, and because Craig. Oops. Yeah, it was Craig who convinced some other people not to do it. It was canceled. But the Bravo and Cocktails uh, tea was that it was it wasn't like salacious. It was just that everyone was busy. I think Paige is on tour with Hannah for Giggly Squad and Austin might just not be available. And like people's schedules didn't line up. So it just wasn't like. Because otherwise, if this was scheduled, like from the top of the season, like you're going to do Winter House and then we have a reunion, I think that's how you sign a contract. I think you sign it at the top of the season. Then it would be a violation of your contract, I think. But that was that was the tea going around. Um, so I don't know. But we're not going to get a Winter House reunion. And Paige is lucky. Uh because now she's not going to have to. I wonder if they're going to be able to bring up Winter House like at the Summer House reunion. I hope they do. That'd be, oh, can they do that? I would love that. Ooh, like a Winter House section or segment. Oh, that'd be good. Like if they could cut to, yeah, that'd be good. Let's do a Winter House segment. Like thought you could escape it, but here we go. And then same thing for Southern Charm. Huh? Same thing for Southern Charm. Ooh, that'd be a, that's going to be a long time away, though. <laughs> that's going to be so long. But I think that would be good for at least Summer House to get that. And I don't know how much we're going to see of Craig. I don't know if they can force Craig to go to the Summer House reunion, even if we do see him on Summer House. But at least with Paige and Sierra, at least, and Kyle and Amanda, because they all were a part of the, you know, Dick Gate. So at least, you know, I feel like that would be fair. Like they would be so freaked out. Oh my God. Like thought you could imagine Andy introduces it. Well, it wasn't just Summer House that saw the drama. Winter House this past season was quite the stir or whatever he wants to say. If you ask me, this season was one episode too long. Just just didn't need this last episode. It was kind of, you know what I mean? Um, it could have it could have been last episode. Like when Lindsay and Carl left, they could have just wrapped this up, wrapped it up then. But hey, whatever. Um, another short one for me. Oh well. I do what I can, guys. But um, I said this on the Miami recap, but just in case you don't watch that one and you or listen or whatever, um, I'm not going to do a Salt Lake City episode this week. I had a I literally tried, but I could not get through it. Uh, I, it was very difficult with the loss of Twitch. Um, uh, his death really affected me and the combination of that and then Jen Shaw throwing out her suicide attempt as a means of winning an argument. It was just really bad timing. And so I started to recap and tried, but I kept crying and I was like, I can't, I literally can't get through this. So I don't know if maybe by next week I'll be able to get through it and just kind of shake it off. It might just be bad timing. 
and I'll double up next week. Or I may just skip it all together because I do need to protect my mental health on this one because I've never taken a celebrity death. Oh, I'm going to start crying. Um, I've never taken... Oh, shit. Fuck. I've never taken a celebrity death this hard. Um, but it's... Damn it. Um, but it's really affected me a lot. And so if anyone... Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> Damn it. So if anyone else is struggling with that loss, you're not alone. It's been a, a hard for a lot of people. I posted on my stories and on my page about how hard it's been and a bunch of people are are having a hard time too. And so I I might recap the episode next week. I might not. So take care of yourself. Sorry. I didn't. I was able to get through this when I did my Miami recap, but for some reason it's getting to me this time. Ooh, sorry to end on a bummer note. Um, okay. I promise I'm okay. Uh, I just am, I'm definitely protecting my peace a little bit and watching out for myself, which you should too. Um, I love you guys. Take care and I'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.